What is up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another podcast of the Intuitive Sheepdog with your host, me, Autumn Schmidt, as always. I'm always excited to be here. I'm always excited to be in your ear. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Today, what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about sleep deprivation. I have an expert speaker on. She is a doctor. Her name is Dr. Tracy Davenport. Um, she's an expert in human growth and development and her training and experience go beyond pop culture beliefs, um, and are instead based on scientific evidence, which I know y'all love, um, love the science. So Tracy's coming on. She's going to talk to us all about what sleep deprivation is doing for us. She actually works with like division one athlete teams, um, Olympic teams, like all these, she's very, very well-versed in with athletes and now she's coming into our world, first responder world. Um, and so I'm very honored to have her as a guest. Um, you'll be able to find out how to hang out with her. I'll be putting her, um, website, her Instagram in the show notes, but I thoroughly hope that you enjoy this and you know what, maybe send this up to somebody, an admin who could, you know, stand to hear this so that we can start making some changes and y'all can get some more sleep. Dr. Tracy, I'm so excited that you're here. Can you please tell Sheepdog Nation a little bit about yourself? Yes. Um, first of all, can I say thank you to them? Before I, I talk about me, I know that it's not always an easy job, but there are a whole lot of people that are um, sending them gratitude every day, and I want to be one of them to say so today. So thank, thank you, you t- to all of your listeners. Um, yeah, I'm Dr. Tracy Davenport. I'm a researcher. I'm a scientist. And um, I work usually with uh, high-performing athletes, high-performance athletic teams to help them get better and to kind of get everything they can to be the best they can and perform as well as they can. Um, I work between a crossroads of psychology and human growth and development to try to explain to people exactly how the science works. Um, I have a graduate degree in psychology and a doctorate degree in human growth and development. And yeah, I've been doing this for a while. Um, I'll talk about Alzheimer's disease, but I know everybody has their story. But the way I landed here, um, I have a mother with Alzheimer's uh, dementia for the last seven years. She has uh, been in an institution. And so this has really informed my work and it inspires me to call total strangers, coaches or podcasters and try to get the word out. Um, And we'll talk about Alzheimer's at some point probably today. Yes, I'm so excited. And so we, Sheepdog Nation, we're going to talk a lot about sleep deprivation. That is what we are talking about in this episode. Mm-hmm. And um, we know, I was, tell, I was telling um, Dr. Davenport, I was telling her about how, you know, sleep, we have such, we have such an epidemic going on in law enforcement and that, um, and she heard me say on, on um, Amanda's podcast yes. that, you know, um, we last year we lost more officers in the line of duty um to suicide than we did in the line of duty excuse me and you know in sleep deprivation that's no secret i mean it's you know you're going to kind of hear me go on my soapbox a minute but the thing is is that it's this compound stress this is compound effect that it just seems to be you know coming from us at all sides mm-hmm. and i can say from you know working shift work and doing the things and working 60, 70 hours a week. I mean, and that's 12 hour shifts and that's like quick turnarounds and like four hours of sleep. And 
not really good sleep and you know all these things and then you and and then you only have two days off if you're lucky or one day off to recuperate and you can't because life happens and that's the day you do your laundry go grocery shopping try to clean your house and and you can't you can't catch up and so i know for a lot of officers um we we play that game we're playing that constant catch-up game and so so that's kind of where we're coming from. So I'm so excited. So dive on in. Tell it. Tell me, like, just tell me how important sleep is. I would love to hear about that. Yeah. So sleep's important both short-term and long-term. So my inspiration, I just told you, for this work is actually long-term. Um, let's talk about long-term first, and then we'll go to short-term. So long-term, we know that sleep plays a big role with Alzheimer's disease, We even know now one of the causes, and when we talk about Alzheimer's disease, we know it as a garbage collection problem, because Mm -hmm. what happens at night is we have these protein plaque deposits on our brain that are removed when we're in deep sleep. So if we're missing the sleep, we're missing that that garbage collection process. Mm -hmm. So here's what we know about Alzheimer's disease. By the year 2050, we're anticipating Alzheimer's disease to have doubled in this country. So you need to think about that for a minute, what I'm saying. Not only are we not slowing it down, not only are we not stopping it, we're looking at the rates of Alzheimer's in the U.S. to have doubled in the next 30 years. Wow. And we know sleep has something to do with that. So this is beyond real in terms of long-term effects. So let's talk short-term. Short-term, mm-hmm. we know Physically, there's an impact, which is why a lot of times I work with high-performance athletes. Um, everything from height to weight, um, three-point shots, swimming times, you name it, sleep can help our performance. Academically, sleep helps our performance. And, you know, you can think of the police officers as, well, I'm not in school. No, you're not in school, but you have a lot to remember. You have procedural learning. You have memory tasks. Um, you have a lot that you have to know cognitively. You're mm-hmm. always performing, right? Mm-hmm. And then the most important part and what inspired me to reach out to you is that we know there's an emotional com- component to sleep. What it does is it helps stabilize our emotions. When we don't get enough sleep, we do something called we catastrophize. We all have problems. We all have issues. But when we don't get enough sleep, these issues look worse to us. Mm. Our lows are lower. So we know sleep deprivation to be a tipping point for suicide. That doesn't mean that sleep deprivation causes suicide. What that means is that it creates depression, it creates anxiety. And when somebody's already feeling at the end, it makes things seem even worse. So Mm -hmm. you're so brave to look at it head on is what I can tip my hat um, to you for. Well, thanks. So what... So, okay. The thing about police officers and like, I would love to hear like, what are your thoughts? How can we sleep better? How can we have better quality sleep? Like, let's, let's talk about that. Okay. So the very first thing, and I tell, I just, I worked with a a team yesterday, a rowing team and talked to the coach today and everybody says, what's next? The very first thing is you have to be educated on the subject. You know, once you have your feet underneath of you on something, whether it's something in the police world or something with your family, you really can't budge you very well. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure you have a belief system that you believe such a way about something that it doesn't matter who disturbs you, mm-hmm. you're not moving on it. You're just right. not, right? Mm-hmm. 
And that's the first step of sleep is once you understand the importance, then you need to go there. And then as I was preparing today to, you know, talk to your um, sheep doggers there, um, I was thinking about how oftentimes people get into this mindset of, well, I'm already fat, so I might as well smoke. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And so it's a really dangerous way to be. So it would be as if your police officers that are listening would say, I'm on shift work. There's really nothing I can do about it. Yes. It's just a very, very limited mindset. Mm. It's a very inaccurate mindset because we can always get better physically, emotionally, cognitive. We just always can. You know, Mm. with my mom having Alzheimer's, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, she can't learn anything. But I knew from research, my mom was still creating new neural connections, even though she has Alzheimer's. So I taught her to use a key again to go in her room. We can always, as humans, we can get better. And that's Mm. their hope there. So even though they're on shift work, even though they have a lot of trauma, depression, anxiety, which by the way, we can talk about that with sleep. It impedes sleep. But we found some things out about depression that your listeners really need to know. And just tell me, you know, if I should just stop and... No, keep going. I'm fascinated. Keep going. Okay, well, we used to think that people who were depressed were poor sleepers. Mm. And it's true they are. Depression definitely impacts sleep. But what we learned last year in the research is that sleep deprivation is also precedes depression. What that means is there's a bi-directional influence. We know that one impacts the other. Mm -hmm. So if we're not sleeping well, we're more Mm -hmm. likely to be anxious. We're more likely to be depressed. And then that's a terrible cycle because then we're more likely to sleep well. Mm. So it's very, very complicated, you know, when it comes to sleep and mental health, but it Mm -hmm. has to be addressed. So how do we, how do we sleep better? You have to sleep better by one thing is, um, again, determining the importance in your own life and in your family's life. Um, You know, if you're a parent, you have to know this stuff because our society, you have to understand that this isn't conspiracy theory, but we have a lot of pushback in the United States and again around the world probably about going to bed. You know, nobody really wants us to go to sleep. You know, if we go to sleep, we're not ordering the fourth meal from Taco Bell. We're not watching Jimmy Fallon commercials. We are not using dry shampoo. Mm. We are not using Verizon minutes or ordering from Amazon. Mm. You have to understand that this is real in our culture in terms of going to bed. Mm-hmm. And we have to kind of have that awareness so we can push back against it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing. The other thing is to know that you need a routine. So we, when we have babies, we're very smart about a routine for our children. We know that we take them to the crib, we turn down the light, we rub their back, we sing to them, we maybe give them a little bottle. As humans, intuitively, we know that we do the same thing every night to help our babies and then toddlers get to bed. What happens is that life gets in the way and then we lose that bedtime routine. Mm. And yet we know how important it is for us. Mm. And so one thing is just returning to that bedtime routine. And for first responders whose cortisol levels have been up, whose heart rate has been up, who maybe have spent the day eating really bad foods Mm -hmm. um, out of boredom and terror, um, that has to be a longer shutdown time than maybe I would need. Mm. So um, we have to kind of be very aware of that. Yeah, that's, that's really important. And so 
How would you say, so can you talk to us a little bit how like sleep deprivation, like what are the long-term effects? <laughs> so let's talk about heart disease and diabetes. Well, we did know. you know, I'm going to pause you. <laughs> did you know that heart disease is like one of the number one killers of cops? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And probably one of the, the main reasons is sleep deprivation. Really? So sleep deprivation is really tied. When people are sleep deprived and on shift work, unfortunately, they live less years than you would if you're getting enough sleep and if you're not on shift work. Can I tell you um, another statistic? And I just please do because <laughs> it fits right in here. <laughs> please do. Sheepdogs. So here's a, a another statistic. I've said this before on the podcast, but in case you didn't hear that episode, um, I went to the International Chiefs of Police um, conference. Um, like twenty thousand police chiefs from all around the world. They att- they attended this conference, and a statistic, a study um, was revealed and given to them. And what it showed was twenty five year career in law enforcement takes 20.9, so 21 years off the average person's life. Isn't that insane? Okay. And you know, we're saying a lot of bad things, a lot of bad news, but let me tell you some good news about that. Okay, tell me. I'm, I'm ready for good news. Yeah. Let me, let me just tell you, we change if we're willing as the science changes. And mm. I'll give you a perfect example that I give to athletes. You know, when we, um, when I was in high school 30 years ago, we only got one drink of water in a three hour practice. We didn't get any more water because there wasn't time for more water breaks. Well, now, you know, I got to work with uh, the University of Maryland women's basketball team this year. And I asked them, how many drinks of water do you get? They get too many to count because their water bottles are at the bottom of the backboard. So every time they run down the court, they can get a drink of water. Hmm. You see, time didn't change. What changed was an understanding. Let's give you another example. Stretching. 15 years ago, we didn't know the importance of stretching. And in athletics, the coaches didn't believe they had time or they were able to stretch with their team. Well, I always tell people, my son, he's a NASCAR pit crew member, and they spend an entire day doing hot yoga for practice. No kidding. What changed? The time didn't change. Our understanding changed. So the danger is that the police chiefs, local, federal, would say, we just can't change. This is the way it's always been. This is what it'll always be. Yes. It's very, very (laughs) dangerous. And why I felt inspired to reach out to you, I can tell that you are open to new ideas and you're open to taking care of your followers in a way that no one has yet. Mm -hmm. What happens with these changes, it happens at the grassroots. You know, it's not someone on a big white chalkboard in the sky saying, now you should drink more water. As we learn about stretching, as we learn about hydration, as we learn about sleep, we start making small changes at the ground level. And that's where this all can shift and move. Mm. And that's that's what gets me out of bed every day. If I didn't think there was hope, if I thought everybody I knew was gonna have Alzheimer's, You know, I went and spoke to high schoolers on Sunday, a high school team, and they put up that over a nighttime, they sleep four to five hours on average. I mean, we can change things and we have to change things. So I hope that your officers and your leaders who are leading officers can be inspired and know there is a better way. And we can do that. You know, I, 
one of the favorite things about my talks that I think about before I do them, I think that both billionaires and beggars both have 24 hours. Mm. We can all make out of 24 hours what we want to. You know, a typical example for law enforcement is that a lot of the people I know get in the habit of working overtime to get more money, mm. kind of golden handcuffs, you know? Mm-hmm. But what if during some of that time they got a little more sleep? Or what if they did social time, they planned at a different time between 11 and 1, or they played video games at a different time to settle down? You know, what if we could release some of those cortisol levels on the job on a treadmill? Mm-hmm. So then their cortisol levels were lower when they got home. Mm. We, we have a lot of choices that science has given us. Now it's just about people like you to talk honestly and have police officers open up mm-hmm. to the possibilities because that's how we got to drinking a lot of water. That's how we got to stretching when we didn't have time before got because it. we saw that it improved our performance. Love it. I love it. So, so can we circle back around? Cause I rudely of interrupted course. you about of heart course. disease. Yes. So we know one of the things that happens with sleep deprivation is it, it's, it has an emotional component and it yeah. changes our food choices. Mm. So we can set up two tables of food. This is, sleep science is the easiest science there is. I'm very lucky. You can, <laughs> I'm very lucky because I'm not that sharp, right? So we can set up two tables. We, one table, we can have high fat, high sugar foods, high salt foods, ice cream, coffee cakes. The other table, we can put lean meat, fruits, and vegetables. We can take two groups of people, one sleep deprived, less than eight hours a, day, a night, and one on the other end that mm-hmm. have had plenty of sleep. We can walk them down the hall and the ones that haven't had enough sleep will go to the high sugar, high fat foods. Mm. That's our brain driving us. So when we're not getting enough sleep, we're not making good food choices. So people who don't get enough sleep on average have a larger BMI than people who are getting enough sleep. Mm. They're less likely to do exercise, they just don't have good healthy habits. And over time, that will lead to heart disease and diabetes. Wow. So you, <laughs> so here's the question. Yeah. What do we do? Like, so the officer sitting here like, shit. Okay, so now I know I, I can, I can yeah. change. You can change. Uh, you, know. so you definitely can change. So the first thing, yeah, let's just, let's just know what we know for, for, at, at first, okay? Okay. okay. We know what so many people have already said. The Centers for Disease Control for adults have said that each of us need between seven to nine hours of sleep. Mm. No one's arguing with that right now. That's uh, the National Sleep Foundation, Sleep Research, NIH. All the scientists are in agreement. This hardly ever happens in our lifetime. They agree on not smoking, they agree on exercise, and they agree on how much sleep we should get. So we have to know that's fact as my mm-hmm. 17-year-old would say, it's fact, mm-hmm. okay? So now we also know that very few people fall outside of that range. So mm. your peeps that are saying, she's full of it, mm-hmm. I only need four hours, I push through, I've never needed more than five hours. What I want you to think of for those first responders, what does somebody who's drunk says? Mm. What do they say when they're drunk? Do they say, I feel a little impaired right now? Mm-mm. I don't think so. So sleep deprivation is very similar. We're very poor judges of our sleep and we're very poor judges of how we feel after sleep deprivation. We can see this in the lab. We can keep somebody up for a long time and then say, how do you feel to drive? 
I feel fine. Just like you see in the field with alcohol. Well, I have a question. Is it true that like if you've stayed up for more than like 24, 36 hours, I'm not sure what the statistic is, but you're equal to like a point, you're like, I don't oh. know, like a 0.15 or something. I don't yeah, know what I mean, it I, is. I can take it. I can take it beyond that. Not only are you not functioning at a good level, but you'll die more quickly from sleep deprivation than you will from lack of water or food. No shit. Oh yeah. The, the, what happens, we can now see graphs of and images of our brain when we're in deep sleep. If you look at an EEG of my brain, when I'm in deep sleep called REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, you're going to see brain waves that are similar to when I'm awake. That's how much work the brain is doing during this rest time. And the problem is we used to think of sleep as a timeout, as a time for rest. So your tough guy and gal officers out there are like, I'm the toughest person I know. I, don't, I can just push through. I drink yes. a lot of coffee, Red yes. Bull. I'm yes. tough. I did great at the academy. I'm just tough. The problem is it's not about toughness. It's about the work that our brain needs to do that we can now see through an EEG, that we can now see through brain imaging. We can see the brain lit up. We know the work that the brain's doing. We even know the piece of the brain, thanks to a study in Israel last year, we know that the piece of the brain called the amygdala has a certain amount of work to do for emotional stabilization. None of those things we can do make happen when we're awake, no matter how tough we are, no matter how much weight we lift. Mm. So that's the importance, you know, that's just that mind shift, shift switch that we need to make, you know, for your listeners that um, we're listening to your podcast with Amanda Francis. And she was saying, it's all about our belief system. It's how much money do we believe? Once you believe that sleep is important in your life and in your future life, then you begin to make small shifts around it. I mean, a simple example is when I work with athletes between classes, go and make up your bed. Mm. And that way you'll know you have a nice place to come home to when you get done with your practice and your academics. There are so many small shifts that we can make yeah. that to say, I'm on shift work, I can't get a good night's sleep. It's just really limiting your capacity for performance. So what happens, so what's your best suggestion when like we, so like one thing my husband faces, and this is, this is not as typical, but um, officers do deal with this, is um, they're on call. So right. one thing that my husband deals with um, is he will work a shift from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. From 11 p.m. until 3 a.m. he's on call. And what we have found is he is not, like he's not sleeping. Um, what we've done is what you've, we've, we've done a lot of our own research because like his, in my opinion, of course, you know, he is type A and he's a big manly and he's very successful and he really is, but... You and and I'm just going to say, I'm just going to interrupt you to say this yes. to all the people that have that mindset. Yes, he's successful. Yes, he's tough. But what we know from the research, he can be even better. Yes. And it's not all about doom and gloom. Yes. The reason I'm working with high performance athletic teams, nothing personal, but they really don't care about Alzheimer's 30 years from now. What they care about is their winning season this year. Mm. That's why they're bringing me in there. 
Mm-hmm. See, this is about high performance. Love it. I love it. I love your perspective. I love it so much because I'm yeah. such, I love this. I love it. So he, he just, what we've been doing is when he gets off shift is that's when he goes to the gym now. And he never did that. He used to go prior, but now when he gets off, he goes to the gym and he, he burns, you know, he's burning that cortisol and he's burning all those, you know, hormones or whatever you call them. And he's sleeping. He's on call, but he's getting good sleep. And so my question for you is like, when you're on call, do you have, like, what do they do? Right. So some of this is going to happen at the individual level and some of it's going to happen, you know, at, uh, again, this cultural pushback at a higher level. So, you know, let's go back to the NASCAR guys because they're a pretty old fashioned group of guys, right? Well, I'm sure Dale Earnhardt Sr. would be rolling over in his grave if he knew that the NASCAR guys were in the, you know, put, you know, the hot yoga studio in Charlotte one day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? But what had to change is that they knew that they were under the gun to get faster, right? They knew that they had to uh, perform even better than they had performed. Mm-hmm. So they made changes. So when it comes to being on call, it may be as simple as, let's switch off so we know that I will have this night and this night where I know I won't be anticipating interruption. It's mm-hmm. that important that we all do it and we all take care of each other. Mm-hmm. See, there's also this idea that if we don't tell people, it won't matter. But I looked up some stats today and one of them, uh, the um, National um, Institutes of Justice came out with a study that four out of eight accidents among uh, law enforcement happen due to sleep deprivation. You know, when we make changes around sleep, we help each other. It's not a punishment if we make these changes. It's a way to get better. So that's where your husband and colleagues can make and say, this is darn important to us. Mm. This is really, really important. Short term, long term. And then they begin to make changes. So like what I'm really hearing, and I just want to reiterate this is like the cultural shift that kind of needs to happen here is like sleep needs to become number one. Like if, if it becomes like a priority, because I know, I mean, I can tell you, I love sleep. Like sleep is mm-hmm. me and sleep are tight. And when I don't yeah. get enough sleep, you know, my life isn't good. And I'm not somebody. Well, here's the thing on No one's life is good. True. It's only because you were tuned in enough to recognize it. I, oh, I used to work point. one-on-one. I used to work one-on-one with clients and I don't sleep with an alarm. You know, even though I'm up at 545, I stopped doing that about eight years ago, just based on the research. And I talk to people and they get, you know, like my clients used to get four or five hours of sleep and I'd get them sleeping a lot more. And then they'd have a night where they didn't sleep and they'd be like, I hate you. I hate you so much because I used to feel good when I slept four or five hours. And I said, you didn't. That's the problem. Okay. Now you're feeling the way you should be feeling. That was feeling like crap, but you didn't even know. It's like the people you see on the streets that are doing meth, that are drinking too much. They don't even know what it feels like to feel good. Mm. It's not that they're feeling good drinking. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. You know, it's so (laughs) powerful. It It is. is. It is. It 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 gets me up. Yeah. Well, because I'm not somebody, I cannot, I can't function. I mean, I used to have to function on four or five hours of sleep and I was a mess. I mean, there was no amount of, I don't drink, like I'll have black coffee, but I don't even, I do not have it every day. I have it because I, I would 
like would like the way that it tastes here and there. But like when I, and even when, you know, I was on the road working full time, like there was no amount of anything that would keep me up. In fact, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to out myself. (laughs) (laughs) And when I would work the overnights, my sergeant and all my partners, they knew right where I would be because from three a.m. until 5 a.m. I couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't be awake. And so I'd be at the PD. (laughs) And anyways, I'm just saying like, I just could never function off of four or five hours of sleep. And so essentially you're saying eight hours of sleep, that's what we need. Studies are showing us this. Um, We're talking about how, you know, um, severe sleep deprivation can lead to heart disease, Alzheimer's down the road, um, you know, a lot. Diabetes. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, that's yeah. not good. That's, and then you're saying also like one thing that I loved and I think this is huge and I think PDs need to hear this and cops like we need to hear this too is you're right. Like it seems like when, we, when we're tired and we might not even be tuned in enough to know that we're tired because we've been operating right. on four or five hours of sleep for so long. Right. But it, you're so right. Like when we have a catastrophe, like it just feels or like we maybe it's not a catastrophe, but in our lives it is. It's like something goes wrong. But for us, because we're so exhausted, it just amplifies. Yes. And, so, and for first so- responders, that's bad. <laughs> It's really bad. And let me explain to you what happens with memory when we don't get enough sleep. So when we sleep at night, something happens called memory consolidation. So all day long, your officers are taking in information, uh, crimes, uh, running down the road, seeing fields of corn, whatever, all kinds of sensory information. When we go into an eight hour sleep, we do something called memory consolidation. It's like a filing system. We get rid of stuff that they didn't need to see. They didn't need to know about. If they're not doing that work of memory, you know, getting rid of cleaning out that bucket, so to speak, then that trauma, that drama is going to continue to build Mm -hmm. and build and build. And so in terms of athletes, you know, that time off is rest and recovery for their muscles, but your officers need that sleep to try to forget some of the things they saw. Mm -hmm. They don't need to remember everything they saw, especially the difficult things. And we're pre-programmed to kind of erase some stuff. Mm-hmm. And they deserve that. They don't deserve to relive it day after day after day. We have a mechanism to help us forget some really bad stuff that happens. Mm. And that sleep can be a tool for that. Mm. So powerful. It is so powerful. Yeah, so- it's super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, and I'm so glad that we can bring this to our officers. Cause like you said, it really, it has to start with us, you know, our, yeah. unfortunately, you know, and, and the thing is, is I know our shift. So here's the thing, sheepdogs, like we're having this conversation and I, the same thing is going through my head. That's going through your head and this, and it's, well, my shift, like I'm getting ordered in, I'm this and I'm that, but you know, and, da- and Dr. Davenport, she realizes that she says that, but one thing that she also says is it has to start with us. Because we have to take this into, and this has to be something that is a huge priority for us. And like, I can say as a police officer and a police wife, like when my husband or I are severely sleep deprivated, we are miserable. Our, Our relationship is not fun. Nobody wants to be around us. We do not enjoy life. And that is no way to be. You did not sign up for this job to be fucking miserable. You didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's just completely unacceptable. And nothing and no job is worth taking 
extended years off your life. And right. what I love is I love your perspective on it. And you're like, Autumn, it doesn't have to be this big doom and gloom thing. Like do this and you're going to become a high performer. You want to yes. be a better police officer? Get yes. more sleep. You want yeah. to be a better husband, wife? Get more sleep. Exactly. And then you become, you know, a high performer. It's like, so it's like sheepdog. Like, so you, maybe you're kicking ass right now. Maybe you're officer of the year, deputy of the year, trooper of the year. And then like, take a look at like, what, what are you doing? And if it, you know, you're not getting a lot of sleep, make that a priority and your life is going to change. Things are going to be better. Imagine you will be better, not can be better. We know from study upon study, you will be better with adequate sleep. It's, it's hands down at this point. Love it. I love it. Well, Dr. Davenport, do you, how can they find you? Where are you on the socials? Yeah, I'm at Drink Smoothies. Uh, I also have a smoothie line. So at Drink Smoothies on Instagram. Um, they can go to Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y-S, Tracy'sHealthyLiving.com. They can send me an email if they're thinking about something. Um, I can always come and talk to a group. Um, it's not my purpose for being here, though. My purpose is to make a difference. And mm. I always tell groups, you know, I'm not doing you a favor. You're doing me a favor by letting me spread this message. And make a difference that they don't end up with Alzheimer's disease later on in their life. And for this group of people that um, are serving us every day, uh, the least we can do is help them take better care of themselves. Mm, Absolutely. And I love it. I love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Davenport, for being here. Sheepdog Nation, you're going to be able to contact her. I'll put her contact in the show notes. Um, I'm so excited for this. Spread the word. Everybody needs to hear about sleep deprivation. And we need to to talk about this. And um, Sheepdogs, I'll see you next time.